Holly, how you feeling today, bud? Feeling good, Chubbs. Feeling good. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good today. Got too. a lot of energy. A lot of energy. Uh, why is that? Why do you think? Why do you have a lot of energy today? Well, I tell you why. I didn't have a lot of energy at the and at the beginning of the day in the morning. Uh, we woke up early today. So Chubbs and I, we woke up pretty early for hockey. Yeah. Uh, we went for a skate. So for this, we had to get up. It was about six fifteen, maybe we got up. Yeah. Right about that. Only yeah, we didn't have how many hours of sleep did we get? Less than six. Yeah, probably less than six. Less than six for sure. Yeah. So yeah, when when the alarm went off, uh, I did not feel like getting up today. No, I was feeling tired. We had a long day yesterday. I was feeling nice and comfortable in my bed too. We got well, we got a lot done yesterday. We we did, we did quite a bit. We were pretty tired. Yeah. The alarm went off a little too quick this morning. Yeah, but. However, even though we felt that way, we knew that we had to get up. We got up. Yeah. So we weren't going to let our emotions control us. Yeah. So, and that's an easy thing to let happen. Yeah. Very easy. I feel like everybody can relate to this. I mean, I mean constantly throughout your day, you're bombarded with emotions. It's, it's nonstop. Yeah. That's kind of how we work as humans. So yeah, when the alarm goes off and I want to go back to bed, I have two options. I, I, because trust me. I felt like going going back to sleep, and I could have real quick. Could have slept till 10 real easy. It would have been very easy for me to do that, but I committed to myself, which is the most important. I committed to myself that I was going to go for a skate. Yeah. And for that, I had to wake up at 6.15 and leave the house by about 6.45. Yeah. Okay? So when I did that, and then I went through that process, I got to the rink, went for a skate, I felt much different after the skate than I did when I first woke up. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt much better. I'm not sure I can speak for you, but I felt, I mean, awake after, right? Yeah. Well, I was wide awake now. Now I had done something that physically really pushed me. It was a yeah. tough skate today. Yeah. It's always a tough skate. <laughs> yeah. So I once I did that, I felt like I had a lot of energy, and I felt a sense of accomplishment as well. Well, I think that's a key thing, yeah. Because think about it. This is the way I think about it, Chubbs, is that in that moment, the first minute upon waking up i have a decision to make yeah i either hit the snooze go back to sleep for another hour two hours whatever miss the skate and then i can i'll rationalize it to myself hey it's okay i needed the rest i'm tired that's a good one yeah i deserve it i don't really know why but i deserve it and then maybe you know maybe i'll do some i'll rest day today or maybe i won't skate maybe i'll do something else instead maybe i'll just go for a little bike ride i don't know something it's something to make me kind of be able to rationalize it to myself yeah or I could overcome that feeling. I don't feel like it, but I do it anyway. Yeah. Knowing that you're going to feel better for the rest of the day as well. Yeah. So since we have done this before yeah. and we know what happens, it was a little easier for us maybe. Yeah. Than yeah. it was years ago. Yeah. Because years ago, when, we were, when I personally, when I was first starting this of waking up early and going for a skate, it was a little bit different because I didn't know that, okay, after I get that early morning skate done, I'm going to feel really good. Yeah. So I haven't really done it before. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So now that, but I've done that over and over again. So now I'm, I'm very aware of how I'm going to feel at, at the end of that skate. Yeah. And I want to feel that way. I want that reward. Yeah, definitely. No. And I I think that people often are getting told to follow your emotions, you know, or like trying to act on your emotions all the time and be in line with your emotions. But I feel like a lot of our, a lot of the time emotions can get us in trouble. And in this sense, like say we sleep until 10, and we have this idea in our head, maybe, oh, I'll feel so much better if I just sleep in till 10. But I don't know about you, but if I sleep in and I sleep in till 10 or maybe even longer, 
I, I kind of feel like shit when I wake up. Yeah. Like you think that you're going to have this great like euphoria of like, oh, I'm so awake now, but it never ends up happening that no. way. No, no. And, and the re I think the reason for me anyway, is that I'm in that moment and then I go skate. I feel like I won. I feel like yeah. I won that decision. Well, it's a sense of accomplishment. It's right? a victory. Yeah. So it's basically. And maybe even you can go back and have a little nap if you're tired later in the day. Yeah. We get some stuff done. Yeah. Okay, fine. Go okay. take a nap. Yeah. It's all right to have a nap now. Yeah, that's okay. But get your stuff done. No, that makes sense. So, so I mean, obviously this is an analogy for going for a skate. Yeah. And this is something that happened to us today. Yeah, it could be anything. I mean, I know a lot of people probably wake up and go into morning spin class or should go do a morning workout before work. And they're hitting the snooze button thinking that, oh, that extra sleep is going to make me feel better. It's I guarantee you'll feel better if you actually actively do something, have that sense of accomplishment during the day. And then you also you go through the day, maybe telling other people or maybe talking to yourself about why you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Yeah. You know, I said I was going to wake up early for that 6 a.m. spin class before work, but then it rolls around and I'm tired, whatever. I was up to, I don't know what the excuse would be, but then you don't, you don't go, you hit the snooze and then you go through work, you're a little groggy. You might say like, oh, yeah, yeah, I should have done it, but I really, I mean, I'm tired now. Imagine if I didn't get that extra 45 minutes of sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it wouldn't really help very much. No. And when I, so when I hit the snooze button, I know I've lost. Yeah. That moment, I either win or I lose. Yeah. And I lost that moment. Yeah. But today we won. Yes. Today we won. To say. So what we're getting into today is we're talking about emotions and how they affect your life and how they affect a lot of your decisions. Your decisions are usually based either on emotions or on maybe a principle or a value you have that can override that emotion. Very interesting. Yeah. And, so and we feel strongly about this. So, so in a sense, this morning... It was a little bit of emotions versus principles. Yes, for sure. It always is, especially in the morning. It's a very simple one because it's always, it's almost always the same emotion. There's no, there's no morning where I wake up and my body just jumps out of bed and I'm like, let's go. Like I've had like 16 <laughs> cups of coffee and put your pants on and you're running. Like, no, it doesn't happen that way. You got to wake up, maybe go take a piss, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you kind of slowly wake up, you go downstairs, make something to eat and like get her going eventually. But I, I don't know, maybe, maybe there are some people out there that fire out of bed and more power to you. But I, I think that most of us can say that that's not us. Yeah, especially when you, yeah, maybe, again, you didn't get a lot of sleep. Yeah. And I think in the course of everyday life and all the unpredictability of each day, yeah, there's going to be some days that you don't get as much sleep as you had planned on. It's just going to happen. You yeah. know? Well, I mean, I know that the average, I think the average statistic for sleep is somewhere around like seven hours people get. They say you're supposed to get eight or, I mean, some people are seven, between seven and nine usually it is, but I mean supposed to be eight most people are under under sleeping for sure yeah so and, and again i'm a big proponent of sleep i think it can be very beneficial absolutely the healing process we're not saying don't sleep we're no. not saying pull all-nighters and just no i'm not advocating that but what i'm advocating is is if i committed to myself i was going to do something that's what it is i get up and i go do well, it it's a, it becomes a discipline thing too right so if you if you don't end up doing that thing you're actually weakening your discipline again yeah and we've talked about this before yeah. if we hit the snooze today it's going to be easier the next time we don't feel like waking up. Definitely. And, and I don't the, see what's same, going to be different well, between this thing, time and next time. Yeah. Well, and the same thing I want to touch on quickly is that if you get up, it's going to be easier next time to get up. And I've had a very strong experience with this, and it's it's a real thing. And that goes back to what I said years ago when we started doing this. 
every, you know, uh, most mornings going for a skate or committing to that. It was harder than it is today. Yeah. I found, and I think it's because we've done it so many times now. Yeah. We've practiced that discipline. Yeah. So I think that excuse too, often people use the excuse of, oh, well, it was easier when I was younger. Isn't, isn't true at all either. Right. We're, we're saying it's actually easier now than it was when we were younger. For sure. It's easier now than it was seven, eight years ago. Yeah. And physically you could make an argument that physically I was a little bit, I don't know, less banged up or whatever you want to call it when I was younger. What didn't make it easier. No, I feel much easier now. I've done it. I've done it. Yeah. And their repetitiveness of being disciplined has helped me to be disciplined moving forward. Does this make sense? Yeah, I know. It makes a lot of sense. And I think that people can relate to that, but I, I think moving on, I mean, maybe an emotion we want to talk about with people that can, maybe the first one people can relate to is anxiety. Oh, it's a good one. I know nowadays that it's uh, anxiety is a big thing for people. And we're worrying constantly about things that are oftentimes outside of our control and things that, I mean, literally the problem is that you're worrying about it most of the time and what you're worrying about never actually happens. Yeah. It's something, it's interesting. And I have a bit of a story about this and happened actually recently, I think it was last weekend. And my girlfriend and I, we have a little uh, teacup poodle and he's a beauty. His name's uh, Corduroy, Roy for short. Shout out to Roy. <laughs> but uh, no, he's a beauty. And uh, he, I was actually having a shower and I knocked one of the razors down and the razor had a plastic cap on it. And I guess the cap fell off. And this little guy, like, he gets into everything. Like, we need to keep an eye on him. And for some reason, he likes to eat fucking plastic. I don't, man. You'd think you'd need it to taste good. Sometimes I give him a bone, and he doesn't want it because he doesn't like it. But he'll eat a piece of plastic, you know? <laughs> so he goes into the shower, and he scopes out this piece of plastic and decides, like, yeah, that's lunch. And, uh, yeah, so he's chewing on this piece of plastic. And, I mean, it's, it's a pretty small cap, and it has some sharp edges. And we ended up finding it about 15 minutes later, and it's all kind of broken up. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't find about a good two-thirds of it, which we were worried because we didn't want the little guy to swallow it. And obviously, it could cause problems to the digestive system, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. not going to break down the plastic, right? So yeah. we're a couple of worried dog parents here. And, uh, I mean, I wasn't happy with it, but my girlfriend, she's awesome in all ways, but she gets very emotional. <laughs> and she had a bit of a breakdown, and she was quite sure that Roy was, uh, he was a goner. Like he had about 48 hours to live. That's it. Yeah. He's done. And I mean, listen, it's not, it's, it's a funny thing to talk about now kind of, but it wasn't funny at the moment. And she was having uh yeah, she was having a little bit of a time. And I mean, she was freaking me out a little bit, but I was still, I was still very stable in the situation thinking like, okay, like this has happened. We can't go back in time and have him not eat the plastic, but we need to figure out what, what course of action we need to take from here, right? So thinking mm-hmm. rationally, not just thinking on my emotions of like, oh my God, my dog's going to die. Because that's yeah. going to like disabilitate you, you know? Like, oh, yeah. You're, you're not going to be able to react consciously in that situation if that's the only thought you're having run through your head over and over. Mm-hmm. So I had the rational thought and I was thinking, all right, well, it's probably still in his stomach, right? I'm not, I'm not a vet, but it's probably still there. It's been about half an hour. So if we call the vet... And maybe we take him into an emergency vet clinic and maybe you can get the dog to throw up or something and boom, fine. Right. Mm-hmm. So long story short, I buzz Roy over to the uh, emergency clinic there flying and uh, he doesn't know what's going on. And so we get there, we get there, they give him the stuff and he ends up throwing up, which is good. And they give him a little bit of food there to kind of mix in with whatever's in his stomach. And then he throws it all up. 
And we, we found some stuff in there. He had a couple, like, toenails and stuff. I don't know what he's eating his toenails for. But <laughs> again, he's a pup, and he kind of eats whatever he wants. And uh, so, yeah, so he throws up everything in his stomach. And long story short, there's no plastic in there. No plastic. No plastic. And then literally right after this, Heather calls me and says, oh, we found the other piece. Like, we found the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's kind of, I mean, it's a good feeling knowing that my dog's not going to die. But, I mean, my wallet was still, my wallet, it still hurt. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't feel very good on the wallet. So, long story short, if, like, in this situation, there there was a lot of anxiety. And more so for Heather than myself. Because I tend to react a lot less emotional in situations. And I think that people can learn from this. Because the emotion that Heather had was, it was was terrible. Like, it, it had a physical aspect to it where like she kind of broke down yeah and it's a very real thing but that emotion was it didn't need to happen like it wasn't something that the worst part of the whole scenario was probably her like physical breakdown worrying about the dog right Mm -hmm. so i mean the worst part of the whole scenario was worrying which is ironic because that is something that's in our control So we're just saying we need to really, in these types of situations, focus on what's in our control and how, I mean, I know we're going to, and it's okay, people, you're going to feel emotions. Like, I'm not saying I was emotionless in the situation, but we need to still be able to think very rationally about what's happening and what we can do from here. And I mean, even in the situation, she didn't like it very much at the time, but I was saying, I'm, he's, I promise he's going to be okay. Like, he's going to be okay. You know, because I truly believe that. And I didn't believe that thinking he was going to die was going to help anything, you know, but, but, and it's, and it's easy to say, it's easy to say when I'm here talking to you and you're listening to me and you're like, oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But when you're in the situation, that's when it's difficult. That's when it gets real. Yeah. It's a real thing. And maybe people can relate to this. Maybe they have small kids who do something like this as well. And they start to freak out and then they look back on it a week later and they're like, oh, he was fine the whole time. Why was I freaking out? You know? That's it's something that happens all the time. And so, so what you're saying from that story yeah. is your girlfriend is reacting on pure emotion. Yes. And you have emotion. You're experiencing emotion. But instead of reacting to that, you're reacting on, okay, what's next? What yeah. do we do? What's the proper course of action? What's our best course of action? Yeah. What can I do now that can help? Yeah. What, what do I have control over Yeah. that I can then use to help my dog? Yeah, exactly. So... That's an outstanding story because I feel like we can all relate to that in different ways. Yeah. I mean, that's just one example, but I feel like people have this anxiety a lot of times in their life, if not daily. And a lot of it's something we have to understand. And I think when the dust settles and we look back, like you're saying, we see this, but a lot of these situations are conjured up in our heads. Yeah. Like they're not going to happen. I mean, you're telling yourself a story, so... Heather, yeah. Heather decided to tell herself the story. My dog's going to die. There's a good chance he could die in the next 48 hours. And I decided to tell myself the story. He's going to be okay. Let's figure out what to do. Yeah. Like, and, and honestly, there was a chance he might not have been okay. There's a chance. Yeah. But there was nothing you could do if he already ate that. No, it was it, a pointless thing. Yeah. It wasn't going to help anything. No. Like, let's think about our military. Yeah. When they go into battle, I when mean, they go into situations, that would be a very tough example that I cannot relate to. I mean, no, neither a lot can of respect I. Towards that, but. I have a tremendous amount of respect for what those men and women do. Yeah, but I mean, no, it's a good point. Maybe you see somebody, honestly, in that scenario, die right next to you. 
and you think, okay, do I just break down and start crying about my buddy or do I fight back and hopefully save myself and other friends, you know? Yeah. The rest of the troops. Yeah. The, you know, yeah. The so soldiers it's, that I'm with. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's a, a very, real thing. Very real thing. So, and that's why I would, again, we haven't been through this type of training, no. but that's why they're training. And yeah. I've heard is extremely, extremely intense. Yeah, so they're ready mentally as much as they are physically for this and scenarios. emotionally. Yeah, for these situations that they might encounter. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I think another one we could say that would be common, more common among people, everyday people, would be breakups. Oh yeah. I mean, a lot of people go through breakups, and it's an emotional time in their lives and uh, or life. And uh, I think that, I mean, we, we have this thing called comfort food. That would be maybe one mm-hmm. example of yep. where people go with their emotions, right? And that, that's a pure emotional thing. And we even see advertisers, like, preying on this. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, here's some comfort food. You know, like, I feel like there's an emotional connection with ice cream and breakups, which is which have nothing to do with each other, to be very clear. No. Like, ice cream and sadness really don't have anything to do with each other no. outside of, like, making you feel temporarily happy for about 20 minutes. No, and I think these companies, like you said, the perfect word is prey on it. Yeah. So they're going to make a livelihood. They're going to, you know, make money yeah. off of t- telling you basically that, okay, you had a sad moment in your life. Yeah. Maybe it was a breakup. Buy this. Now you got you to buy this ice cream. It'll make you feel better. Yeah. Kind and of. Then, yeah. So maybe. <laughs> Not really, but. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you're that person who was, you know, really cared about someone else. You You fell in love with this man or this woman. Yeah. And, and maybe you were together a while, whatever, things go south. There was a breakup. Maybe it was a painful one. And honestly, guys, I've heard of a lot more painful breakups than I've heard of painless breakups. Yeah. You know, like I think whether the person shows or not, I mean, there's definitely going to be some pain involved, right? Yeah. So now I feel the sense of pain, sadness. Maybe it's overwhelming sadness. Yeah, feels overwhelming. So what do I do? I go over to my friend's house and we get some we get some wine yeah. and we get some ice cream and we're all going to talk about it yeah. and we're going to feel better. Yeah. Well, you react purely on the sadness. Maybe I'm Chubbs. Maybe I'm going to go to the bar. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm over her. Yeah. yeah Screw yeah. her. You know, I'm let's get wasted I'm, tonight. I'm, I'm over her, but all my, re, all my actions that I'm doing right now are related to her, but I'm over her. Yeah. <laughs> your buddies are telling you, put your phone away. Don't text her, you know, but like yeah. you're, you're, I mean, you're having <laughs> 10, 15 beer skis. Yeah. I got to have 15 beers so I don't text her, but yeah. Like, yeah. no, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm yeah. not crying. I'm not crying. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, come on. Yeah. So, but what this is, is it's a temporary fix, right? Yeah. So I'm sad. And we've talked about this on many episodes. I'm sad. I don't want to be sad. How can I fix it? So we look, or maybe we, society tells us or, that we need some ice cream. We need some beers. Yeah. So that's the, that's the direction we go. Right. Yeah. And then the sun comes up the next morning and guess what? Yeah. The situation's still there. You're still not with your boyfriend or your Nothing girlfriend. Nothing was solved. Nothing was solved. Exactly. So yeah. and that kind of makes me think of rebounds. Yeah. So, I mean, I've heard it many times. Well, that's a real thing. Yeah. I mean, you see it in movies all the time. Pretty sure I've been told it before too. Like, man, you need a rebound. Yeah. So, I mean, wh- what is a rebound? Yeah. Good point. You see them. Yeah. You see it in movies a lot. Yeah. So like, what is a rebound though? It's like, yeah. I was in love with this person or I care deeply for this person. Yeah. I still have that. I want that feeling. I want that emotional feeling of that in love with that person. I no longer have it. So then a rebound is going to fix that though. Because then in that instant, in that instant, you're recreating that. I'm feeling. recreating kind of, that feeling. Kind of again. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
So it's not the it's not person A. It's not the the one I was in love with, but it's person B. Yeah. And now I can almost imagine in my head that it's person A. Yeah. And I have that moment. And again, the sun comes up. What happened? Yeah. You don't feel good. No. Usually. And again, like I, we see this in movies constantly. One, you know, one thing I think of is Friends. Yeah. That's a show that I think a lot of people can relate to, I hope. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hope you've heard of Friends. Pretty popular show. Pretty popular show. And a, a lot of it, like like Chubb, Chubbs and I talked about this a few minutes ago, it's, it, these conjured up situations, like like we conjure up in our mind what might be happening or have this anxiety about what we think is happening but might not be reality. Yeah. Okay? So, like, what I'm thinking in Friends is when Ross, Ross and Rachel, everyone knows that story, Ross is kind of jealous of, uh, I believe it was a coworker of Rachel's. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, he, she was asking, like he, he calls her and, and, and she says that she's with him. And I think his name was Mark. I want to say it was Mark. Could be wrong. Okay, yeah. I'm not a huge follower of the show, but I, I, I have a vague idea. What you're yeah. Yeah. About. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it. every episode either, but I, I know, I know some and, and, and Ross is, Oh, you're with Mark. Got it. And hangs up the phone and he's pissed. Yeah. So and what does he do? Goes to the Barsky. Well, yeah, but first he probably tells himself a story in his head, right? Oh, he knows. He knows in his mind that yeah. uh, Rachel and Mark are doing. Yeah, he's creating know, a reality. Of, yeah, they're right. they're having that time together, you yeah, know. Yeah, which is not what actually happened. No. We come to find out later. But anyway, Ross tells himself this story, this scenario that's happening. It plays it out in his head. Yeah, goes to the bars, ends up taking a girl home, girl that he's never met before from the bar. Yeah, he is. She's still there. Rachel comes to visit him to basically say like, oh, Ross, I love you. You know, I want this to work. I want us to be strong. And Ross is shitting his pants because he's like, I have a girl in here. Yeah. And this is not good. So now, and if you continue watching, you see that they actually end up breaking up. Not over what Rachel was, what Ross thought Rachel was doing with Mark. It was what Ross was doing with this other girl and, 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 a moment of he was just yeah well it became ross's fault right just because he told himself an inaccurate story based on his emotions yeah and then he went for the rebound yeah so they end up breaking up and i mean ross is begging her please please no i don't want that i don't want that but his emotion in that moment caused like the worst case scenario for him you see what i mean yeah so friends real really the only problem was that he was listening to his emotions and telling himself that's inaccurate story. He was listening to his emotions. He created his own problem. He was creating or conjuring up a problem that may or may not have been happening, and then reacted purely on emotion. Yeah, which is not something we generally want to do. No, it but just, it's something, and again, friends, awesome show. You'll yeah. get a good laugh out of it, but this happens day-to-day, guys. Yeah, and it's funny to see it on friends, but it's not so funny in our real life. I mean, imagine this situation happening to you. You yeah. would be in a terrible mental state if this happened to you. Yeah, you're not going to be laughing then. No. So that's this is why we need to be conscious of this. Exactly. Okay. So, um, yeah. Moving on. Yeah. I well, yeah. No, I think that's a really good example, and I think if you can hear that message, I think you're going to improve yourself through it. But for sure, uh, maybe another emotion we have is fear, and I think I think fear can control people, and we don't often think that because fear often causes us inaction, but that in itself is controlling, right? Yes. So if, if we're feeling an emotion and maybe it's a public speaking thing or yeah, just anything where you're scared to do it and you actually end up not doing it because of that fear, fear has controlled you, 
That's not. There's no other way around it. Yeah, fear can easily grab your neck and strangle yeah. you. Like That's, you, you could say that. Oh, I just didn't want to do it, but like, no, you were scared and you didn't do it. Yeah, you know. So and and a lot of times we tell ourselves what Chubbs just said, like, oh, nah, I, I could have, but I didn't want to. Yeah, you know, you know, deep down inside. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm trying to relate to myself, but maybe a story I have about this is my brother. He's uh, he was about. 15 years older than me. And he used to take me hunting all the time when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I remember going with them and we go bear hunting. So of course we had to go fight the friggin' worst thing in the bush, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, bears are actually fairly friendly, but I have this idea in my head where they're just terrible killing machines, right? <laughs> Love to eat people probably, but yeah. even though they're yeah. black bears are pretty much scavengers, but yeah, no. So my brother would take me hunting and I remember this overwhelming feeling of fear the whole time, pretty much the whole time. So the whole time I'm in my head telling myself a story that like, oh, there's probably a bear behind me right now. Like he could probably, he's probably gonna sneak up on me and attack me or just jump out of the bush and like yeah. I'm screwed, you know? Yeah. Like, so I'm not really doing a real good job of hunting. I'm kind of like trying to avoid bears, which is a very ironic thing to do when you're trying to find a bear, you know? Yeah. Hunt them. Yeah. Yeah. So my brother, it's kind of a weird dynamic where my brother seems to have zero fear. I don't know what the hell is going on there, but I mean... I'm sure he has it. He just kind of suppresses it. Right. But it's an ironic ironic dynamic where he is looking for the bear and I'm kind of trying to avoid the bear while looking for it with him. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Anyways, so the idea behind it is I'm not going to be a very good hunter if I'm using my emotion of fear and reacting on that constantly, right? Like if I went out in the bush and was trying to hunt a bear, it wouldn't go real well for me because in the back of my mind, I wouldn't be looking for a bear, (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah. whereas my brother goes in the bush, he suppresses that fear. He probably still has a similar emotion where he, he could be in danger at some point, but he suppresses it and actually thinks consciously about the situation and what he's trying to accomplish and looks out for the bears and tries to find them actively looking to find the bear, you know, mm-hmm. and he wants to be in that situation. So just by thinking like more rationally or consciously about the situation, he actually is a much more effective hunter. And actually accomplishing the goal that he wants versus I'm not very good at accomplishing that goal. That makes sense. Yeah. No, it makes total sense. So I don't know. I don't know if other people can relate to that, but not a big hunter anymore. (laughs) Probably because, yeah, because of that, you know, to be honest, but I don't really want to be a good hunter to be fair. But if, if I did want to be a good hunter, I would realize, I would have to realize that I have to get over that fear. You know, what's, what's the best way to, cause we all have fear. I mean, We all, we hear that word constantly. Yeah. Right. Uh, What's the best way to overcome a fear? Yeah. It would probably be to confront the situation. Attack. Yeah. So, I mean, you hear Will Smith talk, uh, obviously very amazing. I guess guess that's a good point Paulie's making there because that's more what my brother was doing. He's in attack mode. I'm in defense mode. Yeah. And it's going to be real hard to hunt something when you're in defense mode. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, again, we're not military guys. No. But we hear stories from people who are. We see things. We learn yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. If you're going into an objective and, you're, and your mission is to attack, yeah. well, if you're on defense mode, it might not go so well. Well, how about, how about the Patriot? I remember oh. that scene. We actually watched this recently. Yeah. 
Talk about a great American uh, Mel, war Mel movie. Gibson, Mel Gibson there. Oh, baby. Yeah. Polly loves this one. I'm Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Still a good movie. Yeah I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure Polly thinks it's about the best movie ever. Oh, so. the, wow, the Americans love it, yeah. man. You so, know, did you know that scene was, that's, that's exactly what happened. That, you know, that's what I've been telling myself. Okay. <laughs> I want to imagine that war and I want to imagine yes. that happening. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyways, describe the scene. If you've seen this movie, you know what scene I'm talking about. Okay. The boys, the, you know, the Americans, yeah. you know. Well, we're, we're in a mission here, and it's not going so well. Okay, so we're trying to attack the Brits, and they're pushing. And now we're fading, we're fading, and then it's retreat, retreat. So they're running with the American flag backwards, let's say south. They're running south. Yeah. And Mel Gibson, who's, I'm sure he's afraid just like everyone else. I mean, maybe not Mel Gibson, but he's, oh, no, 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 no. We, we're attacking. Not, not today. Not today. <laughs> The U.S. Ameri- wins today. America needs me. America, yeah, America needs me. Yeah. He he steals that flag from his buddy and he reverses course and he's going into the into the storm now. He's yeah. going into the fire. He's yeah. he's moving north. And if you see him, he's he's knocking guys away with the flag. Yeah. Like you know, he just boom, you know, right through him. Warrior. And so, what do the boys do though? Because Mel Gibson moves the flag north, yeah. they're like. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We're not. No, we're attacking. Yeah. And then all the troops they're, attack. They're able to suppress their fear as well and go in attack mode. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. Interesting. And that's how America was founded. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, Long story short. I, I would love to think that's how it happened. Maybe it did. I don't know. Maybe, I wasn't around for that. Did, I wasn't around for that. Yeah. But that's a, a good example. And like I, I talked, I, I, I mentioned Mel, um, Will Smith a minute ago. Yeah. Will Smith. I mean, he's pretty famously said he's very out with it that his biggest fear is fear itself yeah when he feels that fear of something he hates feeling fear because you know he knows how destructive it can be how yeah. suppressive how it can limiting be. it can be yeah limiting is a good word also yeah so he attacks yeah that's a rule is yeah and most of the time if not all the time he overcomes it yeah but again we see these people that have had such amazing success that have achieved greatness there's secrets as to why, or I don't want to say secrets because it's not really a secret, but there's, there's reasons why absolutely they have attained such a high level of success. Yeah. And it's because they understand these concepts. Yeah. These, if you want to call them secrets, that's fine. I, I don't like that word. Yeah. It's uh, not really a secret. I mean, we're giving you the answer. Right yeah. 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 It's not, a, it's not this brilliant concept. No, it's, we're not like the most brilliant people ever. So. I would like to say Chubbs and I actually talked about this before the show. We uh, I like to say it's common sense. A lot of this stuff. Yeah, but, but common sense isn't so common, right? If you're not conscious to it. Yeah. Right? How many, you know, how many times, it, like, if I'm looking for my phone, I've, guys, I've honestly, there's, I can think of a number of times I've been looking for my phone, franting all, all over the house. It's in my hand. Yeah. It's in my pocket. That definitely happens. So, like, that's kind of an analogy for what we're talking about. Something could be right in front of your face, but if you're not conscious to it, yeah. you're missing the common sense or the easy answer, the answer right in front of you. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. So I guess to simplify it for the people, I mean, and this is something that we often say is we, we, we like to act on principles, not feelings. Yes. So what does that mean to you, Polly? Well, my feeling, whatever, could tell me I'm afraid to do something. I'm tired. I want to go back to sleep. Yeah. You know, all these emotions or feelings that we have. Yeah. And you could react on that. I could react on that. That's option A. Yeah. However, option the B. feeling, well, let's first go over the feeling, okay. the feeling the action that you have might not have a positive result. 
Like there's a very good chance that the result of your action, if you're basing it solely on your feeling is a negative one. And we see this all the time. I mean, if you just consciously think about it, like fear, keep you from doing something. Anger. Anger is a good one. We haven't even talked about yet. No, I'd like to get into anger as well, but yeah. to, to talk about what, what you just brought up yeah. about feeling, yeah. I think what I'm hearing you say is that when you have a feeling, if you react on that feeling, solely on that feeling, at the end of it, there could be nothing. Yeah. You may have gained nothing. Nothing or a bad result. Yeah. yeah. I agree 100%. Or, well, maybe, maybe we say the sleeping one, right? Yeah, so if I go back to sleep... And hit that snooze button like we talked about at the beginning of the show. Yeah. Sure. You get a couple hours extra sleep. Yeah. I didn't get better at hockey. No. I didn't get better at discipline. You really didn't get anything. The only thing I got was getting better at being undisciplined. Yeah. Is that what we want? Not what we want. But instead, and this is the second part of the equation, okay. we decide to react on principle. Okay. Principle. And what, what was our principle in this scenario? My principle, or our principle, I say. Yeah is if we do get up, and again, we're tired, but if we get up and get moving and get to the rink, we're going to skate. Yeah, We're going to get better. I mean, our principle was to get up and do something. Because that's what we committed to ourselves. And because we know that the result of doing that is going to be good for us. Like, we're going to be healthier. We're going to feel happy. We're going to feel like we accomplished something. I'll be more productive for the day. Yeah, there's a lot of positive things that come out of this. And if I'm if I'm going for a spin class at 6 a.m., if I'm going for a skate, like in this scenario, yeah. if I am going to get into the office early so I can get ahead on my work, whatever it is, at the if you do that, there's going to be a positive result from it. Yeah. If I got to the rink and I skated, I will get better at that. Yeah. I will improve upon what I'm practicing. But if I don't, well, now I'm not getting better. Yeah. So, so be very careful when you're and figuring I think, out your feelings and emotions. And I think if you're listening to this, it might be pretty common sense again. Yeah. If Oh, yeah, man. If you go back to sleep, you're not going to get better at hockey. Of course, you're not at the rink. You're not yeah. skating. And that's what it is. It's so It makes so much common sense when we talk about it or when we think about it. But when we're in the situation, Bingo. when you're in it, it's different it's your emotions are playing a toll. Like they're, they're controlling your mind. That's what it's happening. And if you can just take a step out of that and use your principles, you're going to be, I mean, far better off. Yeah. You're going to accomplish, like you're going to, you're going to turn into a new person. If you're somebody that constantly, constantly reacts on their feelings and emotions and you change that to reacting on your principles, you're going to change your entire life very quickly. Yeah. I mean, we talked about a little bit ago, we talked about the breakup scenario I'm going to eat some ice cream. Yeah. Okay, well then, when that that uh, satisfaction of that moment wears off, and the next day, shit, I feel sad again. I'm going to eat some more ice cream. Mm-hmm. Now I'm reacting on feeling. Yeah, still. And all that's re- yeah, still, and this could go on a while, all that's really happening is maybe I'm getting a little fat now. Maybe yeah. I'm getting a little unhealthy. Yeah. Maybe. Well, people say, like, well, he put on 20 pounds after the breakup. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Oh, that's a common one. So that that that's a long time of eating, you know what I mean? Eating like Yeah. Crap. Or like going to the bars and having drinks over and over and over again yeah. and then making destructive decisions when we're in that state. Yeah. But here's the thing, if he had a if you have a principle where you're reacting on a principle in that scenario, so maybe you get a breakup and you're like, "Okay, this is okay. This gives me more time to better myself." You yeah. know what I mean? 
to reflect on maybe my shortcomings of why the relationship went south. That's a good south. point, too, yeah. Because I think a lot of times... Maybe I can make myself better by learning from this situation. Yeah, and I, I be honest with you, Chubbs, I haven't studied this ex, you know, exclusively enough, but for my observation and you know my friend groups throughout life, a lot of times in a breakup scenario, I've heard this a lot more. Like, that that girl's a terrible person or that guy's a terrible person or I can't believe they do this to me. Yeah. What I don't hear a lot about is, yeah, I made some mistakes. Yeah, I should have done things better. If I did this, it could have been better. Yeah. If I was, maybe I didn't react on emotion in this instant. Maybe I didn't show my love the way I would have liked to, the way she or he deserved it mm-hmm. to be shown. Yeah. So that's a principle. Now you're getting better. Yeah. Maybe that relationship is never salvaged. Maybe you're broken exactly. up forever. But maybe the next person you meet. That's exactly what it is. Now it's better. Now you're a better boyfriend or better girlfriend. You can serve and you can love that person a lot more effectively. Yeah. You can give that person what they deserve. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I hope somebody's hearing that out there today. And it goes with a lot of different situations, not just this one. But it's it's an important thing for life. And I mean, yeah, we just we want to make very clear that we're not telling you to be emotionless. It's not something, at all. I mean, it's a real human thing to have emotions and that's fine. But we just need to be very aware that they're happening and being aware how they're affecting our actions. Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to have emotion. It happens. Yeah. yeah. So so I want to get into anger, though. Okay. I think that's important. Okay. Uh, we all feel anger at times. Yeah. Uh, one one story quickly, Chubbs, that, that I think of is, so Chubbs and I, for the listeners, we play racquetball quite often. Oh, a story about ourselves. Okay. <laughs> Not a good story about ourselves, I don't think. Yeah, you don't if like I'm where this about is going? Ang- if I'm thinking about <laughs> anger and racquetball. This might not be going where you want it to. Yeah. No, but seriously, so we play racquetball and we're ultra competitive. I mean, when we're on the court, we we I basically mean, want to kill it's, each other. It's nothing short of too competitive. Yeah, I mean, we, we, yeah. Anyway, so we battle and, you know, I might win some, he might win some, but, you know, it, it's tough. So the loser is typically very angry. Yeah, okay. The winner's very happy. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good when you yeah. win. It feel, I won the last one, so, I mean, maybe it's a little easier for me. Oh, he doesn't like that. But <laughs> but I remember a time, this was last summer or two summers ago, pretty recent, we played. I lost. We usually play like a best of seven series. I lost the series. And I remember going into the locker room, and I was so angry. I mean, I felt like there was poison inside of me. And you can relate to that, Chubbs. And without thinking and just having that, terrible emotion and that anger i basically ripped the door off the hinges kind of and uh bathroom door now mind you this wasn't my gym i didn't own it no so basically what i did is i was like i I destroyed some property that wasn't mine some people are now going to have to or we're going to have to replace it which is going to cost them time which is going to cost them money so i'm putting my anger now and burdening someone else with it yeah that was Absolutely not at fault. Oh, be, yeah. So because you based your actions solely on your anger, you solely had a on my very anger. negative consequence. Very negative. So obviously when the dust settled from that, you guys think I felt very good about what I did? No. I was very, I felt very guilty, very convicted. So Chubbs and I had to talk about this and we had to find a new strategy. Okay. Because I mean, yeah. that was one that sticks out to me, but I'm not going to lie to you. I've had many other instances where anger has led to something that wasn't productive. Yeah, but you never thought about it as consciously as you did this time. Correct. So, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. I break the door off the hinges or I damage something. You know, I throw the remote through the TV. 
whatever it is. Maybe I, I scream at my wife, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a common one. People say things they don't mean, right? Yeah. Like you're in a conversation and you're arguing and then before you know it, all you're trying to do is say the meanest thing ever to hurt that person. Yeah. So, and then when the dust settles, you oftentimes say like, yeah, that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. That was, that was stupid. That was, I reacted out of emotion. We just need to be able to catch ourselves a little bit quicker. But, 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 but here, this is what I'm thinking, Chubbs. When you're in that, that you're in that situation, like you're, you say, I shouldn't have done that. I won't do it again next time. But the next time rolls around and you do it again. Yeah. Why? It's because you have no strategy, no game plan. You're not conscious to it. Yeah. You didn't analyze the situation. So this particular case with the me knocking the door off the hinges, I say enough's enough, Chubbs. We can't keep doing this. We can't keep burdening other people with our anger. This is wrong. This is destructive. It's not productive. Yeah. And Chubbs and I come up with a, with an idea. Okay. Next time we're in this situation yeah, where someone just... has this overwhelming anger, one of the two of us, we need to use that anger and that adrenaline rush and that that energy positively. Yeah. So this that... is very true, actually. This is a good point. I didn't actually think about it. for. I haven't thought about this for a while. Yeah. But, yeah, no, we actually, a lot of the times after our racquetball matches, especially the person that's mad, will do a really hard, like, 15, 20, 30-minute workout. Yeah. And... I mean, the anger, it was the same emotion, the same destructive emotion that you had in the bathroom, but we actually are able to use it positively to get better now. Right. So I remember the time after that, the next time I lost, I went on the treadmill, and I turned her up to 11, which is pretty high for me, and ran a mile. Yeah. And I don't even think I was tired at the yeah. end of that mile. I was so and mad. It's just because that anger is, it's releasing adrenaline into your body, yes. right? And yes. it's based on how you use it. Most people, and- we have in the past used it negatively, but you can also use it positively. And I feel like it's something that people don't think about. Yeah. And if you actually think about that, it, it can be a very positive thing. Yeah. Sometimes we will actually kind of try and just jokingly, but we'll try and rile ourselves up to get that little bit of anger, a little bit of adrenaline flowing through our body. Right. Because we know we can use it positively. Exactly. But it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous yeah, game. You have to know that you can control it and you have to be very conscious to it. So maybe the next time, the wife or, or, or the husband's on you or, or making you mad or they did something to piss you off. Yeah. Maybe instead of thinking, I'm so mad, I'm going to throw my foot through the TV, I'm going to yell at that person, I'm going to hurt some feelings. Maybe think, I, I've been wanting to hammer on that damn project for two months now. I'm going yeah. to get the hammer out. Let's go. Or here's, yeah, I have a ton of energy. Like, let's clean the whole house. Yeah. Let's go. <sighs> I'm mad. I yeah. put my shoes on. I'm going for a run. We're yeah. running. And, yeah. And here's the thing. You'll clean for an hour or two. And then your wife's going to come home and she's going to be super happy with you. Yeah. So, like, very, very positive. That's a positive result. Yes. Reacting on principle. Yeah. And using that emotion yeah. that oftentimes we think anger is a bad thing. Yeah. And I don't want to say anger is necessarily, listen to me close, necessarily a bad thing. No. If I can use it for something very positive. Yeah. And in Chubbs' scenario, I just clean the whole house. That takes a burden off my wife. That, that, that is constructive. That has helped the house. That's helped everyone in the house now. Yeah. And I use that with that adrenaline rush and that energy that I got from that instant of anger. Yeah. I hope that's an effective thought for people because, I mean, maybe a lot of people out there listening haven't thought about it in that way at all. And maybe it can really change your mindset. And if you can maybe even write it down, you know, just so you can remember it. And next time you're feeling mad, like go into your notes in your phone yeah. and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. No, I can. It's just energy. Like now I can use it. Yeah. What, what yourself, should I do? Yeah. What should I do? Feel your start yourself turning red. You feel that flush skin feeling. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to, mm, let's clean. 
Let's yeah. bang out a project. Okay. Let's go for a run. You know, there's, yeah. there's so many things that you can do, but we often just go like, if we're, le- if we're using our emotion, we just go straight to that negative thing. Yeah. And how many times do we say like, I want to do this or that, but I'm just tired. Yeah. Well, when you're mad, Not that tired. excuse is out the window. Yeah. No excuse. You have lots of energy. Now we've all been there. Absolutely. No, it makes a lot of sense. So yeah, no, we don't, we don't want to get too long with the Motivology podcast here, but we, uh, we're very happy that you guys had us again yeah. and Hopefully you can use some of the information that we shared here and yeah, hopefully you can uh, change your life for the better. Yeah. Remember some of these things. Remember that that common sense answer, the one that's right in front of your face, you're going to miss it if you're not conscious to it. Great. So let's be aware Chubbs' idea of writing some notes down. That could be very helpful for us the next time we're in that situation. And remember the more you, more you do things, the easier it gets at being able to stay committed and disciplined to doing those things. Exactly. All right, so go forward today. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, best of luck. Thanks for having us.